Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. As usual, let's just take a moment and relax. Let everything else just fall by the wayside. Just gently let it go, and let's just make ourselves available to God, to whatever it is he wants to reveal to us, whatever he wants to to do in our lives. He may want to speak to you about something during our time together. He may want to even direct you away from something or towards something, give you an idea or a concept. He may even want to heal you. He may want to... Reveal something to you. Let him do whatever he wants. Let him do whatever he wants whenever he wants it. This is part of our our practicing the presence, his manifest presence, his personal presence, is that we understand that in our spirit we are one with him. So when he reveals himself, we've already not just given him permission to do that, but we agree with what he wants to do. So you and God are on the same team in your spirit. It's the soul that's the problem. And the soul he gave you, there's nothing wrong with that except that it's separated from the spirit, from your spirit. And because your soul is separated from your spirit. Your soul has had to rely on its own devices, its own management skills to get its needs met. Those needs were meant to be met. They're God-given needs. They're true and legitimate needs. But those needs were meant to be met by spirit, by being connected to the spirit. So it's like if you were stranded out in the desert and you forgot to bring your water, you went through all the water. The water is what your body needs, is the water, but you, if you're out, you're, you get so thirsty, you're willing to drink anything. You're willing to drink the antifreeze in your car, the washer fluid, the oil, anything, because your body is telling you you need to drink, you need, you need to hydrate some way. And if what is right, what is healthy for you, if the water isn't available, we turn to what's next. And what's next kills us. What's next keeps us struggling. What keeps us brings death, brings that separation from God. Because it does not provide what our soul really needs, which is life. It's God's job and his responsibility to heal your soul so you can receive what he's already given 
in your spirit. You can't do that. Now, sometimes God reveals things about your soul, about your injuries, your history, your wounds. You know, uh, there's two kinds of people in the world, those that have been rejected and those that have been rejected more. Those that have been hurt and those that have been hurt more. Those that have been wounded and those that have been wounded more. So there's no competition. Whatever your wounds are, for you, there are ten. They're, they affect your life. Your, the lies you believe, the lies you believe about yourself, about others, about God, about your history, about your future, they affect you, even though they're lies. And you may know they're lies, but they can still affect you. God wants to speak truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Those, they're all connected. If you want truth, you're going to have to deal with following, make, you know, you're, you're making the right choices and accepting life, the eternal life. Those are your mind, will, and emotions. Bringing those as part of your soul, bringing your soul in reconnecting with your spirit. It's not submission. It's not submitting your soul to your spirit. It's being rejoined, reunited, part of. And that's the way God originally created his creature man on this earth. Spirit, soul, and body. Now our true nature is spirit. And we're either alive in our spirit or we're dead in our spirit. Those, that, those of us who have been born again, we are now alive in our spirit. But your soul, for the most part, doesn't change. The soul you have the day before you're born again is the soul you have the day after. Now, sometimes God will go in and bring healing, reveal truth, make changes in our soul that are connected with, obviously he reveals himself during that time to your soul. But sometimes he does other, you know, can we call it housekeeping, to prepare our soul to receive that life because he draws us. He draws us by his goodness, not out of fear, not out of, you know, whatever other motive there might be. It's because God is a good God and loves us. So he gives us a taste and draws us, and he gives us another taste and encouragement, and he draws us. In that sense, he's very gentle. There's there's ways that he's fierce and has that authority and is in charge of everything. But when he's expressing his love to us, and it's not that he's got different, you know, faces. It's it's all one. But his purpose in your life is to make you one so that you can all be in him. So that you can commune with him in the cool of the day. So that you can have 
so your soul can have all its needs met and all your wounds healed and all those lies replaced with truth. That's what God is working on. Now, while we're here on this earth, we are also learning how our soul works. Because as he frees your soul, as he, as his spirit through your spirit enlivens your soul, we could say the abilities that are in your soul start to become active. They, they react to the presence of God in your soul. And this is part of what some people, you know, uh, see, you know, and we won't get too far into to being able to discern spirits and stuff like that, which is a, an incorrect term, an inaccurate term. But we can sense changes in ourselves when we haven't asked for it. For instance, we're, we're in learning how to energize our abilities our, that we all have. We all have the, all the abilities in our, in our soul, and we're learning how to identify and um, bring, bring them fully functioning and user, being able to use them. We're exercising our power and authority in the soulical realm, in the supernatural realm, not the spiritual, but in the supernatural realm. Now, while in the process of doing that, you may find abilities that you aren't focusing on start to operate, start to work. And you may go, I wasn't focusing on those. How come now all of a sudden they're working? It's because you're, the presence of God through your spirit is drawing out your soul, to function the way it was meant to function. As God heals your soul, we could say he starts to seep into your soul. Think of your soul like a sponge, a dry sponge, that's, been, that's wanted to soak up life wherever it could find it. Well, now your soul is actually being that river of life, that fountain, that well, that never-ending fountain of life is filling that sponge of your soul. So everything in every nook and cranny of your soul is becoming saturated with life, with truth, with reality, with the presence of God, with spirit. And as that happens, every ability, every aspect of the soul, your solical senses, your solical awareness, the power and authority that is in your soul begins to function the way God created it to function. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing mystical about this or magical or, dare I say, special about this this is something having your abilities having all these aspects of your soul fully functioning that's normal for you to be able to raise the dead is normal for your soul 
That's the norm. Your soul is able to do that. God made your soul to be able to do that, to exercise the power and authority through your soul. That you're not, that we're not, that, you know, I don't know many who are functioning or are able to activate and use all the different abilities in a true, you know, God-given way with, you know, I don't know any. Maybe they're out there. That'd be, you know, great. But the whole point is, is that you and I, this is the process we're in. This is what our focus is. As we spend time with God, he will take care of healing our soul. He will take care of restoring truth, revealing truth, which, and it's the truth that drives away the lies. You know, you may have beliefs that you don't, that you realize don't line up with what you're experiencing him as you spend time with him. And this is, you know, I'm just going to say, this is just coming to mind, so I'm just going to share it. When you're spending time with God, there's going to be two voices. There's going to be the voice of the butcher and the voice of the shepherd. If you're hearing the voice of the butcher, there's, if there's a negativity or a criticism or a rebuke or anger or threat, that's the voice of the butcher. That's not God. That's one of the ways you tell. You ask, is that, is that the voice of the butcher or the voice of the shepherd? The shepherd gathers and heals and encourages and loves and protects and comforts. Yes, directs and guides and redirects and corrects, but all with love. Now, sometimes that love is is strong, and sometimes we wish we could do what we want. But, you know, he's a good shepherd. And a lot of times we look at, this is part of our problem, is we look at people, other people, as our shepherds. That, you know, Jesus has has assigned pastors or, you know, different people in the church, elders, to be his guardians of the sheep. Well, that's not what he says. He's, there's only one shepherd. There's only, you only need one shepherd. You are to be going to him for everything you need. Now, he may put people in your life that he chooses for a time and a season to speak into your life, just the same as he may put a book or a conference or this podcast or a song, or he may speak to you directly in dreams or a thought or a conversation you overhear. He can choose however way he wants to reveal himself. He is the only, the life of God is the only life that satisfies. And that life is in him and in spirit. And since you've been born again and spirit begets spirit, you've been, you are now a living spirit and you have a soul that needs help, that needs a lot of help. And now that you've been born again, now there's hope for the proper kind of help 
It's not to make your, your soul stronger. It's to make your soul whole, complete, entire, healed and strong and full of truth and life and joy and confidence and gratitude and power and authority. And again, that's God's job. Now, a consequence of the presence of God bringing that healing, by bringing that life, is, again, that his very presence quickens the abilities that are already in your soul. Now, if you've learned something else, and if it's working for you, that's fine. This is not about comparing one process with another and saying if you went if you learned something that involved for instance if you learned something that involved somebody having to lay their hands on you in order for you to receive the gift of tongues or wisdom or prophecy that's fine there's no if it's if it works for you if it's bringing you into a greater dependence and a greater healing, and a greater rest and confidence in the love of God. We're all in the process of learning who we are. We don't know who we are. We, those are parts of the parts of the lie we've been told. The more, the closer we get to the truth, which is God those lies become more and more obvious. And it's easier for you, it's easier for me to hold what we believe gently. We don't need to be afraid of being deceived. God is looking out for you. We all, I can guarantee that there's things even if it's things because it's missing information, none of us has all the truth in our soul. We do in our spirit, but not our soul. So if you don't have all the information you need, if you don't have all the truth, how can you draw the right conclusion? How can you make the right plan? You can't. So there's... God is not surprised that we draw the wrong conclusions about who he is, about what we're supposed to be doing. God is not surprised. He knew that. In fact, he planned it. And one thing, you know, we we see through the scriptures and just through plain old history, God reveals himself in different ways to different people in different times and different seasons. He gets to choose how he does things. And he's big enough where he just does it without consulting us. Sometimes he lets us, you know, go along for the ride to see what he's doing. He does give us glimpses into the future, glimpses into the past, glimpses into the present, what's going on around us and around the world and beyond. But those are all his choices. Those don't affect his plans but we get to join him we get to share his joy in what he's doing 
the more God heals your soul, the more you will see things from his perspective. Now, you and I are, have inherited belief systems, what we believe and how and why. And we've inherited them from our families, from the culture we live in, and from the time we live in. Christianity today means something different than it meant a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago. All the way back to Christ, it means different things just because of the historical context. It doesn't matter. We do know about the condition of our being separated from God and needing redemption. There's that consistency of God wanting to restore us, but there's a purpose behind it. We've talked a lot before about the whole, you know, at least one of that purpose is there was something that could own. there were things in us, in our soul, in our relationship with him, that could only be learned and experienced by being separated from him, by needing him and finding out that he is the only true source of life. You know, that appreciation only comes from having a need unmet and then God meeting it. But there's a purpose for everything else he does. And sometimes it's just because it's good for us. Sometimes it's it's just because he wants to encourage us. So he so sometimes he has these, you know, um intricate and complex, you know, he wants to get us from A to B to C to D to G to H to K to L to Z. Sometimes he just wants to get us takes us from A to Z and we're done with whatever assignment we're working on, whatever project. That's why I kind of I kind of prefer not to refer to things as our purpose. Because God is fulfilling his purpose in you, and that is far more important than your purpose. Your purpose is to become one, spirit, soul, and body. But he's doing that. So he's doing his purpose in you, and you're doing your purpose in you through him because it's your spirit, remember? That's who you truly are. Your spirit is already one with him. So you're already joining him to fulfill your purpose to become one spirit, soul, and body. So everything else you're doing here on this earth zone, I like to call those projects. And those projects involve whatever circumstance God has for you at any given time. Today you woke up, and whether you knew it or not, you you were participating, you were working on a project. You were working on and being... God was was preparing you and having you ready and experiencing even culminations of, of, of the past to accomplish his purpose, the oneness in your spirit, soul, and body on his terms. Most of what he is doing in our, in our lives, in our being, spirit, soul, and body, we don't see, we don't know. Though in your spirit, again, you know everything. You already have... You already have all the answers to all the questions in your spirit. The problem is your soul. So now um, let's talk a little bit about the whole concept of the supernatural. This seems to be 
um, confusing, and, and if there's a reason. It's because we don't have much information. Now, um, that's fine, because we, then we get to, to find out the truth by experience, by practice, by God really, you know, giving us revelation and giving us fresh eyes. This is, you know, think of yourself as a pioneer. You are going for you. you you've not there. God wants to lead you in places you've not gone before. He may lead you in places that no one has gone before. Because there's a time and a season to everything. Over the ages, God has revealed himself in new and fresh ways. Perhaps he wants to do something new and fresh in you. Let him do that. But the supernatural realm it has existed, was created, and has existed since God created the universe, which includes the earth. Now, the universe, practically speaking, is a part of the natural world, the natural realm. I'm talking about other planets, the space in between, all the, uh, you know, the asteroids and the, the ast- you know, all the, the gravity, you know, all these natural elements are all part of the natural realm. And God created those. But then there's the supernatural realm. And I'm just going to focus on the the beings that we are familiar with that inhabit the supernatural realm. And those are our soul. Your soul inhabits and dwells in, and its environment is the supernatural realm, but also angels and demons. Now, we have a tendency to consider angels and demons as opposites and as the only other beings out there. But all beings that exist in the supernatural realm, all beings that exist are servants of God. You are a servant of God. Your soul serves your spirit. Whether it's apart from it or not, it's still, your soul is still serving God. Everything, all creation, um, all the planets in the universe, gravity, time, light, sound, all, they are all servants of God. God has complete power and authority over time over the sun, over light, over what people are doing in other parts of the world. He, he is the beginning, the middle, and the end. And there is far more in the supernatural realm. When we think of angels, we think about, let's just, you know, you know tall men, you know, usually with long hair and the halo and the white robe and the and the gold belt, and some are carrying a harp, and they have wings, and some have a sword, and they carry out different purposes. We're not going to get too far into discussing different aspects of them yet, at least. And then there's the demons, and we think of them as, you know, scary, and their eyes are glowing, and they're creatures, and they're, you know, they have claws, and they have a tail, and they're, you know, red or black, or, and they're scary, and they, and they hate us. 
and they have sharp, pointy teeth, and and they're you know hide you know they're out to get us. There are so many other kinds of aspects of the servants of God that dwell in the supernatural realm. It is our own understanding that has made those two categories. Now, are there servants of God in the supernatural realm that mean to do us good? Absolutely. Are there servants of God that are in the supernatural realm that God created to do us harm? Absolutely. But they are all there for us to learn how to exercise our power and authority. The only way you're going to learn how to exercise the power and authority that God has given you, that is in your soul, is if it's needed. If your power, if you're exercising your power, if you're exercising your authority, if there was never anything wrong in your life, you wouldn't need to know God. So God lets the rain fall on the just and the unjust. He lets, the, he lets terrible things happen to good people. It's not a reflection on you. It's not a reflection on me. But we start with the understanding that absolutely we do not know a lot. We, we could even, you know, say we, we know one point or zero point zero 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 one percent of everything about the supernatural realm. Probably a lot, lot, lot less. But God wants us to. He wants us to enjoy and learn what he has already set before us. So meditate on that. Let that soak in that there are other supernatural beings that we are not to be afraid of. We, are, we You know, we're respectful of all creatures. We're respectful of other other people the souls of other people, and we're going to be respectful of the, the beings that we're going to encounter in the supernatural realm. And we're going to understand that they have their own purpose that God gave them, and sometimes there is going to be deception, and sometimes there's going to be encouragement. There's going to be a learning process. And sometimes we're going to make mistakes and be rejected, and sometimes we're going to gain understanding and experience and it's all part of the process that god is in control of so so continue to um i appreciate your feedback continue to drop me a line at diane at the rainers org or through blog talk radio otherwise we'll be getting back together again the same time next week until then thanks for tuning in this has been diane thomas of rainers radio have a great night